guys. Welcome back to Fill My Cup podcast. I am so excited that you're here and just choosing to listen in to today's conversation. Uh, we are talking about something so important, so powerful about trusting God and then hearing my friend Gail's story. Gail is an amazing woman of God. She has been saved for 47 years, um, married for 36 years in September, and she has just been attending Victory Church, which is my home church, but she's been there for 17 years on the prayer team, helps out with baptisms. She's just someone who is very strong in her faith and definitely a role model for many people in the church. And so I'm just honored to have her here on this and getting to share her story. So Gail, tell us your story. How did you come to know the Lord? Um, well, I came to know the Lord when I was 16 years old. I had been a Catholic my whole life, and I had been going to church, and I thought, well, you know, that's enough. And so um, a friend of mine called me up, and she said to me, she gave me the salvation call. I didn't know quite what that was. And she said, well, do you know the Lord? Do you know Jesus? I'm like, well, yeah, I know Jesus because I went to Catholic school. And if anything, Catholic school, they beat Jesus into you every day. Oh, God. So you knew who Jesus was. Okay? Right. Jesus, he's my friend. I know Jesus. Everyone knows Jesus. Everybody knows Jesus. But she said to me that I had to have a personal relationship with him. And I said, well, how do you do that? And she said, you have to accept Jesus Christ into your life and and she mentioned about going to hell. And I thought, well, that's just too hot a place for me. And that's a topic people don't want to talk about. No, but she told it like it was. And I said that I was going to heaven because I was a good person. Mm. So anyway, she said that to me. And it kind of frightened me because, again, I love warm weather. I really do. But hell was just deeply too hot A little too hot. Too hot that's what drew you over the so edge. So I had to. So that night I got on my knees. I asked the Lord to come into my life, and, uh, and you know, I wish I could say that this was this traumatic difference that happened right then and there, but it was a gradual thing that happened. Um, my behaviors, the things, I was a teenager, I was having fun, I was hanging out, I was doing all the wild stuff, but all of a sudden it just started to, it just stopped. I just didn't want to do it anymore, didn't know why, because my friend told me about Christ, but she didn't you know, um, take me along. Like I was in Catholic church. She told me that was it. And I was on my own. So how did you go from Catholic church to, did you switch churches to the I non-denominational? Did after okay. I got saved. So after I got saved, so when I realized right after my 17th birthday, I realized, oh my God, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I said, oh my goodness, that's what happened to me all these months. That's why I was changing, because I got on my knees and I asked the Lord to come back in my life. It was a peace I wish I could explain. Mm -hmm. It puts tears in my eyes to this day, but it was the most Aww. incredible experience, most beautiful sunny day, and I felt the presence of God. And since then, I knew that I could not stay in the Catholic Church anymore. I wasn't getting fed, and so I moved on to the Southern Baptist Church. And one of the reasons why I moved on to the Southern Baptist Church is because they had missionary programs there. And I was a summer missionary in college and I did all that kind of good stuff. So I moved to, to there and, um, and I started to grow in my, my walk. And I'm sad to say I, I've, I've done a few things since. So I went to Southern Baptist. And then after I got married um, years later, I joined the Episcopal Church because my husband was a former Catholic. Okay. And I felt like, well, you know, I knew the Lord, 
he need to come where he need to be. I need to go where it would make him comfortable to go to that next level. And after we finished <clears throat> with the Episcopal Church and the Holy Spirit led me and said, okay, it's time for you to go. A couple years, I went to... Um, um, what do you call those? E- e- evangelical church. Yes. Spirit-filled evangelical oh, church. Oh, it was okay? crazy. So now I went from nothing personal, Episcopalians to evangelical. So I said <laughs> to a friend of mine, okay, I'm already in a church. I'm going to go visit your church one time. So I went to the church one time. I felt, let me tell you something, never in my life have I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit so strong that you could cut through it with a knife. Really? A knife. It was so thick. After that experience, I went to this evangelical church, Church of All Nations is called now, and um, let me tell you, I said, okay, God, I'm going to go to this church for one Sunday, and I'm going to go with my family for the other three Sundays in the, in the Episcopal church. Well, I ended up going, taking my kids, went to this church the three times, and went to that church once. So I said, God, how am I going to get my husband to come to this church? And the Holy Spirit said to me, let me handle it. Mm. Don't worry about it. Just keep doing what you're doing. And I'm not kidding. Three months to the day, my husband came to me. I thought he'd never leave the Episcopal Church. He came to me, and he said to me, I want to go to church where my family goes to church. I'm supposed to leave and go where you are. Wow. Three months to the day. So now he comes over to the Episcopal Church, right? Mm-hmm. Not the Episcopal Church, the Evangelical the, Church. Yeah, the Evangelical is. Church. And he's there a while, and people are putting up their hands, and he's like, you know, still sitting around. In the Evangelical Church, just for context, like, yes. you don't really raise your hands, right? Oh, You're yes, like, you it's, do. Praise oh, the Lord. And not even, no, in Episcopal. Epis- no. That's the church I'm talking about, not Evangelical. The first church, well, you don't really, you're you very can, traditional. You can raise your hand, but you'll be looked like you're strange. It's something. only you, it's really. Like in only the you up in there. Okay, so, I understand. So you keep your but hands But evangelical down. church at the party. Woo, raise your hands. Go crazy. So the bottom line is what happened with that is just because this is the point of listening to God and being obedient. I did what God told me to do. My husband came to this church. He was there a couple of weeks, couple of Sundays. Next thing I know, he says, I have to get baptized. That must have been such a shock to you. It was. I took a look like, who is this guy, right? Where but is this coming from? It's the power of what God could do. He got baptized. He came out of that water and said, I must serve the Lord. He said that out of the water. That is, like, a huge change. Right? Okay. 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 So, <laughs> so, huge change. He comes out the water. Next thing I know, my husband becomes a pastor. Wow. Did you ever feel like he was going to be a pastor? No. No. Isn't that God literally doing what we think is impossible? Listen. Did you ever think your your husband would become on fire for Jesus in the way that he is? No. Wow. Because you know what? I didn't think. I was also new to the the uh, Episcopal, I mean, not the um, the evangelical way. So, but it was freeing. Wow, 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 wow. Freeing. You know, because... You just felt the presence of God, and you can just, any place that you feel the presence of God, you need to stay, because that's where the Holy Spirit is. If you do not feel the presence of God in any church you're in, leave. Find another one, because God can't use you if you're not at your full and at your best. Mm -hmm. So he became a pastor, and matter of fact, was a pastor at that church for a a number of years. The church that he got baptized at? Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. He was a pastor there for probably five years. He was, um, I forgot what his title was. But anyway, he was there for five years and stuff like that. And then he went back into the um, 
to the secular world working as a broker again and stuff like that. And he still he still does things as the pastor to um, the Vita Cristo movement. Okay, he is, yeah. Uh, he's the lead spiritual director to that. He does weekend. So uh, my, it's just amazing. But listen, had I not have been obedient, right? Yeah. And God said, let me handle it. And mm -hmm. I tried to put my two cents and guide him. I don't know what would have happened. So it sounds like what you're emphasizing is like relinquishing control, like taking yourself out of being in control and saying, God, I place this in your hands. Like this was your marriage at hand. This was your family at hand. You're having this whole new experience with God that you're probably like, God, I want my husband to know you like I know you now. Like you're not just in a book. You are real. You are the living God. You're praying for your family and you had to give control to God, right? I did. And I, you know, it's not that you're a controlling person, but you, I, my husband had said to me one time, you know, I wish I had what you had. And I thought to myself, you can have what I have. Anybody can. Come with. Like Jesus called his disciples and was come like, on. drop your nets and come with. Please. I want to share. Okay. Yes. I don't want to hold it to myself, but you know, everybody's walk is everybody's walk. I don't, your walk is your walk. My walk is my walk. And his walk was his. And so God work with him where he was and brought him where he needed to be. But I'm telling you, there's something to be said about um, listening to God, being obedient, shutting up, surrendering, the whole gamut. It, there's just something to be said about it. But the one thing I want to tell you about my salvation walk is that the Lord saved me when I was 16. The best thing that ever, ever happened in my whole life, bar none. Because if I did not have that relationship with God, I just don't know where I'd be. I couldn't have been a good wife. I couldn't have been a good mother. My children would not know the Lord today, and they both are saved and have relationships with God. Now, people talk saved, and they, but they have relationships with God where you can talk to them about it. Let's, stay, a, let's stay on that. Let's stay ahead. on Go that. Ahead, that is, <laughs> let's talk. That's good because that's good. I think that we can be so caught up in this, like, yeah, I know Jesus. Like, oh, yeah, like, Kind of how you might feel with the famous person. Like, oh, yeah, I know them. I know their name. I've read about them. But I'm not best friends hanging out with some famous person that I might know. And I think that there's definitely a difference in knowing God and knowing of God. Mm -hmm. So what is it like? What practical advice is there to give to people listening that feel like they're close to God or like, yeah, I know God or like I grew up a Christian or my parents are Christians. Like how do you actually have a personal relationship with God? Well, let me just say this. I, I, um, I got my Ph.D. when my children accepted Christ. Okay, if I I don't care what profession they pick, I don't care what they do. I am the most successful woman in the world because my children both have a relationship with God. And here's what I'll say that one more time. Say that one more time. Why are you successful? Okay, I've done many, many things in my life. I'm a successful person, but nothing of that. It bards none. The fact that I will see my children again in heaven my husband again in heaven, and we will have a ball. And you'll be in heaven. Oh, well, like, forget, forget I'm, the I'm success there. and the accolades. You have a relationship with Jesus, too. But the fact that my children are going, now here's what I'm going to say about relationship. People, I was in Catholic Church, and I knew God. 
I knew God because you hear Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The Catholic nuns really beat Jesus into you, but there's a difference. I mean, I, I, I should know. I got whacked a few times. Not oh, trying God. to say anything. But and nothing against the Catholic Church. Nothing against like, Catholic Church. I, I think it's a good basis of how I learned Jesus. I wouldn't have known Jesus had I not been in a Catholic Church. But what I will say is there's a difference with, in talking about Jesus and knowing him. And the only way you can have that relationship is, you know, it's not a fanfare. You have to just say to God, I need that. I need that personal relationship with you. I believe in you. I accept you into my life. I believe that, you know, you died on the cross for my sins. It's a person. That's why it's personal, because you have to say it to God. And once you do that, you will find that the Holy Spirit will you know, materialize right in front of you and he'll show you and he'll guide you. So the free gift is accepting salvation. Growing in your relationship is up to you. Mm. You have the to, sanctification. You have to go that you have to put that effort in with God. And that's what's so important. So with my children, when I say relationship, when my son talks to me about his relationship with God, he'll say, well, you know, mom, I just prayed and God helped me do this and I'm so glad. That's how you know they know because when you you know when God acted in your life and when he helped you and when he delivered you and you're talking to him on a daily basis, that's relationship. You, um, some people go to church in the church all seven days. They don't do anything. They go back the next seven days. If you don't feel his presence, then you got to get that straight because, you know, life is extremely, extremely short. You can die tomorrow. Um, and, and I've seen that happen on some people. Matter of fact, I did say to my son, he has a lot of friends of his who don't go to church, but, you know, I said to him, it's your responsibility to tell those people to go to, to bring them to church because they've been asking him, can I, can we go to church? And I said, let me, ask, let me just say this to you, and I'm not putting a guilt trip on you. You need to bring them to church. It's God's job yes. to deliver them, but it's your job to bring them, and I'm going to tell you why. If one of your friends dies in a car accident, you don't want to live with that. Nope. Like, it's like that idea of, like, the blood's on your hands. Like, if you tell them and they don't want to know Jesus, that's, that's on that, them. That's on them. But if you don't tell them, that's on you. That's right. Yes. And so I love that you encourage him to be like, if you have a relationship with Jesus, which he does, what are you doing about it? There are people all around you who don't know. And as someone who is a Christian, both of us, this is the way to get to heaven. It says... I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. That's what Jesus says. There's not another, well, maybe if I'm a good enough person. And you said that earlier. That's right. And nope. that doesn't work. Nope. What does that mean? Tell, I have a question. <laughs> what does it mean to be a good person? You know what? I can be very honest with you. Um, you can be a good person all day of the week you can help a little old person across the street and, and you can you can give a homeless person the food but that's something you want to do because you're feeling good about yourself but truly when the holy spirit comes into your life there's a difference i'll tell you why i have a, a case of a woman i didn't particularly care for if i never saw her again in life i'd have been okay Today's episode of Fill My Cup is being sponsored by Carmela Coffee Shop at Park Place Plaza. You can stop in at this select location and use code FMC10 for a 10% discount. This upcoming season, they're offering pumpkin spice and other seasonal flavors. And for an extra boost of joy, you can even show them a custom design and make your own personal latte art. Be sure to fill your favorite mug with Carmela Coffee and listen in every Monday morning at 8 a.m. for a new uplifting and life-giving message. Right? Right. But the Lord said to me, I found out she had cancer, and um, 
The Lord said, you need to call her. I said, really, God? He said, really? So I called her, and I would send her prayer things as she was going through her radiation and and all the things. And she had to call me. Now, we were not friends. I, I, I really don't care for this woman. But it was beyond. This but is, God cares for but her. But this is what the Holy Spirit does. So you can be a good person, but your acts, which are um, directed by the Holy Spirit, you do things that you would not do. Like, I, if you would have told me three years ago I would have prayed for this woman and, and called her up and blah, 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 I would have said, you're out of your mind. Like, why would you do that? Well, She's not a family I? member. She's well, not I'm a best just, friend. I, you know, and, you know, I stay away from people who are crazy, yeah. right? But the <laughs> Lord said to me, you have to do that. It was so strong for that woman that she had to call me up and she said, Gail, I, I have to thank you. I, it was right on time. I said, well, it was really God. It really wasn't me, and I'm telling the truth. And I said it nicely, not like, lady, I would like, never call by the way, it wasn't by the way. me. <laughs> okay, it was because the Holy Spirit prompted me to do that. I can't even take any credit. And then so I prayed for her. She finished her radiation treatment, and she went on a missions trip, and she said, could you please pray for me while I'm on the missions trip because I need to have strength. I said, no problem. She said, well, thank you for praying for me. And I said to her, which was true, I said, it was an honor because anytime God mm. puts something on you to do, and you're doing it for the Father. It's an honor. Because God doesn't have to choose you. He has so many people to choose. So He could he, use a bush. He can use anything. <laughs> so if he chooses to choose me, I'm honored. What an honor. I'm honored. I'm honored. Yeah. And it's that idea of like, yes, heaven is a beautiful place that I'm going to get to go to. And ah. you're going to get to go to. And that's amazing. But I'm not just living to be like, okay, I know Jesus. Check. I'm going to heaven now. Live my life how I want. It's I can bring heaven to earth. Like I can experience God and his power and his presence in my everyday life right now. Why would I wait till heaven to see him when I could literally be walking in a relationship with him on earth? You know, I sit back and I say to people, if you ever, if you ever hear that I died suddenly, don't even get Party. Don't even get broken up. Yep. Okay? I don't even don't even lose a tear. Because, girlfriend, here's the thing. I'm getting a new body. Okay? I'm going to be 25 for the rest of my life. Yes, you I are. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And most of all, this is my dream table <laughs> when I get to heaven. Oh, let me know. Let me My dream it. table. So I want to go to lunch. I've got to have this is at my table. I, got, I have Jesus. <laughs> I have Billy Graham. I love Billy Graham. Good guy. I love Mother Teresa. And I have my mother. I have my mother. That's my dream table. Perfect. I'm ready. Let's go. So when people sit back and say, "Oh, well, you know, death," you can't scare me with death. No. Pick somebody else. I've literally said, like, plan my funeral as a celebration because I'm literally standing face to face with the God who created me. Personally, I don't care if I have one. You can go on about your life for all I care. Just forget about me. Honestly, about me. just go don't on. Don't even remember. Oh, not you, know, you have to go there because I know. The minute I, to be absent with the body, be present with the Lord. So good. The minute I take my next breath, I'm getting that body that I can soar, okay? That I can move. So you're 25 and soaring. Oh, <laughs> and moving. And, and just, That's and cool. then running and seeing all the people that went before me and just having the best time. I can't even, why would people be upset with laughing 24-7, worshiping 24-7, never having a problem, never having no a tear. Oh, my God, I'm ready. But but you can't go yet. I can't go yet. Look at all the people you might reach with this, this encouragement. But I'm just saying, I can't go yet because God has plans for me. I know that. I want to finish my plan, but the minute I'm finished, I'm out. I'm out. Yes, and I think that's an encouragement. <laughs> People, 
like people say, I want to live to 80 by 90. Nope. No, I'm not into Please longevity. Don't let me do that. <laughs> I'm into quality. And I just want to, you know, come on. Yes, no, it's so true. And I feel like that should be an encouragement for anyone who either like one is just living for building up accolades here on earth or trying to live for the next best thing here on earth everything fades like what's that verse it's like don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth store them up in heaven where they last like why are you building yourself an empire and a kingdom here on earth wanting all this recognition on earth when you're just gonna eventually in a most i'm gonna gentle in my voice in a very gentle tone you are going to pass away one day and when that happens what are you going to do with everything? It's going to go to someone else. And if you're rich and you're dying rich, you're just going to die rich. And the money goes to everyone else. None of it matters on earth if you're nope. not living for heaven. Listen, I can say with all honesty, I have done some incredible things in my life. I've been very, very blessed. I know this. Um, I'm very blessed to have family. I'm very blessed to have children. I'm very blessed to have grandchildren, even though they get on my nerves sometimes. But... <laughs> But what I know more than anything, that none of this, even my family, none of it means anything if I didn't have that relationship with God. That's why, for me, 16 and coming to know the Lord was the most important time of my life. Changed my whole life. Because I don't know where I would have been. I don't know the choices I would have made. They wouldn't have been good, let me just say. They wouldn't have been good. But because God snatched me and loved me so much and snatched me from making an incredible amount of mistakes at a young age, um, I've just been richly blessed and I have learned a lot over the 47 years of being saved ups and downs one thing I've learned the most is this I don't like all the things that God does I really don't I'm not uh I, I don't even appreciate him to be very honest sometimes but I trust him and I know that he knows what's best because everything he's worked out has been to perfection and if I will keep my little gritty hands out of it he will work it to perfection. And I can't tell you it's always easy to wait on this journey because it's not. But I also know what keeps me grounded is I, I pray every day. Um, that Bible you, you vision that's on your, uh, you can download on your um, phone is the best thing going. Because <laughs> it's true. It is the best thing going. If you don't have it on your Bible, let me tell you download it. You vision the Bible because it has all different Bible plans that pertain to you. If you're depressed, if you're this, you're that. It has everything. And it has things that you can read the Bible through every year. And I read the Bible through every year. And I do a lot of things, a lot of praying for people. So um, I always, for me, it took me years to get here. But I start my day out with God. I don't do anything until I start my day out with God and his direction. And then I say to the Lord, okay, what is it that you want me to do today? You tell me what you want me to do. So on the way here, I thought I got everything all mixed up, and it was just, I'm like, what? And, you know, a few words under my breath. Oh, is this a God yeah. story already well, no, from just, right now? Just, but here, I was driving here, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, this is not easy. Then my GPS start messing up, and then <laughs> and then I was right there, and turn, and then, and then you called me. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. So then I had to loop it around three times because I goofed and went to the wrong place. And I said to myself, you know what, Satan? Not today. Not today. You have a voice that has to be heard. Not today, Satan. Mm -mm. Okay, so I don't think so. <laughs> so And then I'm looping it around. I have the address. Then I don't have the building. So you, it's no number on what building I'm supposed oh. to go, like 103, 102. You had no number. Which one? Is, so your mother, this is God now. 
your mother just steps out and goes like this to me. And I'm like, oh, oh that one. That one. Because I'm like, but that's okay. I said to myself, take a breath. Satan's not winning Gather today. Gather your thoughts. You're serving God. You're, You're here to share today. your story. Satan's not winning. I always, you know something, you know something good's going to happen when Satan has to do all that. Oh, he's like, he's doing the most. He did. And it's just too much. He did like, the it's most. Not, it's not too much, though. It's really not too much. Too much luck. for him. Do but... it for him. Because mm. you're victorious. You're the winner. Always. 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 We got God on our side. Always. Always. You mentioned trusting God. Like, you don't always like what God does. No. Like, sometimes you're even, like, inconvenienced by it. Annoyed. It's annoyed. You can, we could go through a lot of negative Adjectives. <laughs> we could go through a lot of adjectives. A lot of adjectives. But how do you encourage someone, like even to me, like trusting God when it doesn't make sense and you don't see the outcome, like it can be so hard. How do you just trust him? I think, you know, like you remember that song, What Have You Done For Me Lately? I don't. Oh, because well, you're kind of young. Well, oh. no, it's just, it goes, it's, it's a day. What have you done for me lately? This is how people are. Okay, God will bless me right now, and then they go, oh, that's great. And a week or two, they forget what God did, and they go on with their lives. Because it's like, what have you done for me lately? If you don't see it in the presence, you kind of forget about it. So for me, I know what God's done for me since I'm 16 years old. I can't forget it. It's ingrained. So I would say for some people is, you know, if you're not feeling the presence of God, that means you're not seeking him because God always wants to be with you. And if you feel like you don't feel that presence and you're not in, then you just say, God, I need to feel your presence. You need to bring me closer. Show me how. It's simple words. Everybody's thinking that it has to be something off the charts or, you you know, you have to be this holy person. No, you don't have to be anything. Just talk to God. Prayer is just talking to God. And here's what I'll say. You might as well talk to him because he already knows what you're thinking anyway. Oh, yeah. You can't hide from him. So there's nothing you can hide. There's no deed that you've done. First of all, let me say this. For all the people who think they're so far away from God and have done so many horrific things, there is nothing that God won't forgive you for. Nothing. And you don't have to share it with your friends or your neighbors. Tell him. There's nothing he will not forgive you for. And so, I mean, my God, that's a win-win because all the stuff that all of us have in our closets that we don't talk about, tell him. He'll forgive it. It'll be, you'll be clean as white as snow because that's his promise to us. So I don't know. I just know that I seek him every day. Um, I trust him every day because I have no place else to go. There is, there's, no, there's no other solid foundation. I have talked, no, no, no pun, but I've talked to pastors. I've talked to you know, pastor's wives, I've talked, I, you know, none of them, nothing personal. My faith does not go into these people because they're just humans yeah. and they make mistakes. My faith goes in God. So for me every day, what I do is that I keep my eyes on him and I just say, okay, God, where do I go today? What do I do? You show me. Wow. I feel like someone definitely needs to really let that stick with them to just say it again, that God already knows what you're holding, what you're hiding, what you're feeling shame about. But there is so much freedom as soon as you let that down at the foot of the cross. He's not standing at you condemning you. And it's not like he doesn't know anyways, but he wants to forgive you. He wants to set you free. But you hold on to it out of this shame and guilt feeling. And that's just not God. He wants you to come to him to be set free. So if there's something that you're holding on to or that you're feeling uncomfortable to bring to the Lord, 
uh, let this be an encouragement to you to just talk to him like you're talking to a friend. You mentioned prayer. It doesn't have to be formal. How do you talk to God sometimes? What just, does that look like to you? Just like I'm talking to you. Exactly. It's just like this. It's a back and forth conversation, which is a big thing about prayer, too. It's a conversation. And relationship. That's where you have your relationship. You have relationship with friends. It's the same thing with God. But let me just say one point, if I may. For all of you out there who don't believe in Satan, I'm here to tell you he's alive and well. And Satan's the one that keeps you in your pain, in your self-doubt, in your pity, in your loathing. He's the one that keeps you there. God doesn't keep you there. And Satan is a liar. And he's already defeated. So when you don't want to come out of things you know you you stay in them and you don't let god out you're just letting satan keep you where you are and he can't win and you can't you can't give him the victory over your life and i'm telling you if you go to jesus you will be free it's a freedom that no words can ever ever express i I can't explain it to you the joy that he gives you personally. And when you have that personal relationship with him, it's like nothing I've ever had in my life. And if I had to choose anything in my life, what would I have more than anything? My kids, my grandchildren, my husband, I would, I would choose God all day, a hundred percent. I would prefer and rather have my relationship with God than anything in this world. And I've lived long enough that you can sit back and say, well, would you like to go here? Would you have to go to Europe? None of that stuff matters in the end. In the end, when you have to face God one-on-one, there will be nobody in front of you but you and the Lord. And you will have to be accountable for your your life. And, um, and for me, in my life, I want the Lord to say to me, Gail, well done, good and faithful servant. And I feel that if he cannot say that to me, then I have not lived the life he wanted for me. And that's what I live for today, to bring joy, to help people, to do whatever the Lord tells me to do, whether I like it or not. And some things you don't like, but you got to do them. Um, it's just important to me to serve him because I want him, when I die, I want him to be proud to see me. I want him to say, here comes my daughter, yay! I want to be cheering. That's that's what I want because that is the most important thing, and that lasts forever. All this other stuff doesn't mean a thing. But what God thinks of you means everything. So good. If you're living for anything of this world, it really will come to nothing. But Jesus is constant. He stays. He stays through everything, through every high, through every low. And he's the hope that we get to look forward to, the hope of heaven that resides in our hearts for sure. So thank you for sharing that. Amen. Amen. I feel really led to just offer um, people a moment to get right with the Lord. Offer them a moment to kind of have an altar call in this moment, whether you're listening from your car, you're listening in your room, you just kind of tap this, and maybe this is just the part you skip to the end to see how long it is. I don't really know, but I really believe that this could be your moment to get right with God, to confront some things that maybe you've been steering clear or avoiding because of shame or guilt. And so in this moment, I would just love to pray with you. If you want to just pray with me um, and just say this together. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much for the person on the other end of this, of this audio, of this video, Lord. And I know that it seems like I'm not right there with them, but God, you are. Your spirit is there. You see them. And so, God, I pray that you would encounter them, Lord that this would hold power, that 
if they are wanting to come into a relationship with you, Jesus, that they would just say these prayers with me. Heavenly Father God, I know that Jesus died for my sins. I am a sinner saved by grace. I repent of my sins. I turn from them and I turn towards you, God. I want to live for you. Please forgive me, Lord. And I want to live the rest of my life to serve you. Thank you that Jesus walked on earth, died on the cross, was buried and put in the grave, but rose again on the third day. And because he rose, there is a hope for my life to get to be in an intimate one-on-one relationship with you, God. So I receive you as my Lord and Savior, my personal Lord and Savior, Jesus. And I live for you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So you might have just come on to listen to a podcast, but all of a sudden this might be the best day of your life. And you could have a story just like Gail shared when she encountered Jesus for the first time at 16. And just like that, the love of Jesus changes everything. It will change everything. And it's not always easy. It's not always fun. As you know, there's hardships for sure, but he's the best ever. Like he's the best decision you could ever make for your life. So Gail, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing your story. It was an honor. I'm so grateful for you. And um, yeah, for everyone else watching, I'm so grateful. And I just hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and be encouraged to share Jesus with someone today. People need it. We're in a dying and broken world and people need the hope of Jesus. And if you're listening and you're a Christian, then you have that hope. So be bold and share it. Love you guys. Bye.